the back corner <laughs> when I'm not presenting. Listening in. And listen in. Hey everybody, welcome to Bash University Live here on Tuesday night. Take a quick break, watch John Cruz's on the Tokyo rig. Be a part of the show, get some chances to win some awesome prizes. Bash you go. You know, we didn't have that back then. And, 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 dude, it, it can just... That text thread gives me so much energy. I mean, like I'm dialing. Welcome to Bash University Live. Glad you guys could join us. Gotta have we're, it's a great chat. Look at I'm surrounded. I'm I'm bordered by two elite pros. I can't what could be better than that? Uh it's good good to have you with us, GDP. Yeah. As always. Nice to be here as always, yeah. Pete, for sure. Mike? It's good man. to be back, man. It's awesome. Have, it's been a while. It's been a minute since I've been on a live show, so it's nice to be back. It's great to have you. Thank great you. to have you. Thank a lot going on in the sport we're gonna be talking about. We're gonna I want to dive into well, – well, we'll save that till the end of this. Nick LeBrun's coming on. He's a two-time uh, MLF uh, tackle warehouse tour. Sorry, I get these. I got to get these names straight. Uh, but he won twice. Back he won on back. Gunnersville, he, and he won on the James River. Yeah. He's going to be talking to us today about mechanics, the importance mm. of mechanics. This is Bash U deep stuff, how your mechanics are affecting the way that your baits are performing. Man, what what a, what a concept, you know. We we take a lot of that for granted. So we're yeah. going to be diving into that with him. Tom Lang from Texas Parks and Wildlife talking about the Lunker Share program. They have the Freshwater the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame inductees happening next week. Our own uh, Rich Leadbeater is going to be there. Rich uh, for that. And um so we're very excited to talk to him about what's going on. So many It's got to have a 13 pounder. To get into the Lunker Share program. 13? 13. Wow. It's uh, a big one. Big That's one. It's really big. Wow. Big one. You've caught a 13, haven't you? I've caught a 13. Unfortunately, the 13 that I caught, the 13 plus that I caught was in practice for an event. Now, right. I did catch a 12-13 during the tournament. That's the biggest bass I ever caught in a competition. That's just amazing. And it was in Texas. Where in Texas? Falcon? It was at uh, Lake Amistad. Amistad. I think I should be inducted to the Hall of Fame eventually for that fish. <laughs> well, we got the man. You can you can right. plead your case. I'll plead my case. Okay. <laughs> Greg, you got 13-pounders I, I I don't. 815's eight, eight my biggest. That's that's a big one. Solid. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's solid. Right. No, nah, I'm not in that category either. But Tom is going to be here with us, and we're going to be talking about that, um, which is going to be great. And we also uh, – don't we have a special guest, Riz, that's coming on for a little while uh, to, mm. to share in his championship? Yes. Mm. Yes. We, we got the man, Lou, 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 Luminati. Yes. Lou, Luminetti. Luminetti from the Luminati. Yes. <laughs> he's going uh, to hop on with us uh, for a quick segment uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, we just want to get a feel from him, man. Like, how's he feeling? Yeah. What's going on? He's going to the classic yeah. fishing with no graph on the front of the boat. We're going to awesome. try and get a whole show Heck in yeah. with him down the road. Yeah. But yeah. we got to have stuff. him on to congratulate him on what an amazing finish. Yeah. Uh, 
What a, what a neat format going yeah. head to head like that. That's awesome. Know? Did you get to catch any of that? I watched almost all of it. Did you really? Oh yeah. Yesterday was my anniversary, and I was watching it on my anniversary dates <laughs> yesterday with Becky, and Beck was slapping me and hitting me, and punching me in the face. Uh, nice. uh, but no, it was very exciting. You know, the the, the thing uh, about Lou is he's a Jersey guy. Mm. Like I literally remember Lou because when you look at him, you know, you look at somebody you're like, man, he's unique looking, and, and, and I honestly. <laughs> Say that kind of in a funny way, but he is. Like, I remember him from yep. when he was a kid at Bordentown Sportsman Center. I was delivering a seminar there. Ah, no kidding. Remember him being in the audience, you know, shorter, oh, cool. smaller, younger, but it's him. I remember his face. You know, he's, unique. Yeah. he's got a unique look. So it, it's cool to see that. And uh, happy for him, uh, you know, another New Jersey competitor. Uh, you know, he's a New Jersey guy. I don't care if he's living in Charlotte now or whatever. He's a New Jersey guy. Mm-hmm. Great to see a New Jersey guy in the classic because uh, we all suck this year. Yeah, we're not able to put it away. Uh, <laughs> I'm at the top of the list to suck and progressively went down from there with you guys. But uh, great to see a New Jersey guy in the classic <laughs> representing is. the Northeast and, and the style that we fish. And I want to talk to him about I want to give too much away, but the way he fished watching him was very Jersey-esque. Very Jersey-esque. Mm-hmm. And as people watching and listening right now, President, what the hell does that mean? But – Fishing by the seat of his pants, you know, gone down the bank, looking at something, saying, is this better for this, better for that? And over the two days I watched him, I saw him catch fish on like four different things. And that was really cool, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. not that t- typical pattern, had to be this. He was just fishing, man. Yeah. And I, I think that's a lost art. I'm, I'm happy to see him win like that, you know. It, it, it really is cool, especially with the kids dominating with forward-facing sonar. Yeah. To be able to combat that yes. and just fish free like yes. that. It's a really great win. We're going to have him on, guys, so uh, you'll be Woo! able to ask questions to him. We're going to congratulate him on his big win. Um, there's so much going on in the world of fishing, of course. Uh, there's some negative, you know, I, did you see the Today Show covered the uh, uh, did walleye cheaters? I did not see it, but I heard about it. And uh, I, I don't know, Riz, I don't know if you can give us a, I don't <laughs> know how this camera works on this show, but I'll hold them up maybe. It would be the best way. Uh, phenomenal. You know, normally we have some great lures Pete, I thought we would do a special segment today on these lead weights. Now, you know, I'm not a genius, but that one would work because of the pointy nature. I see that going down the gullet easier. <laughs> this one is elongated, and I like the heaviness for the size of it. So we might go into this less, later. Less detectable yeah. upon inspection. Yeah, I say that kidding. Thanks for the zoom in, Riz. Uh, I, I, I say that kidding. Here's the thing. It's, I said it in a, in a social post today. It's despicable. You know, it's like... Why even do it? You know what I mean? It's like, dude, I, I had the most horrible year, you know, and it's like even at the end of those tournaments, I'm glad. You know what I mean? Like, dude, if you lose, you lose. Like, I don't do it because of that, so I can't wrap my hands around that. But uh, the other sad part to this whole situation, and you, one of you guys said it kiddingly, or Riz said it, was that it took something like this to draw attention to the sport, um, to walleye fishing. Walleye fishing, man, they've been around for a long time, almost as long as, as bass tournaments. Good things happening over there. Great things. Big money. You know, amazing things in the walleye world. And it takes something like this to highlight the walleye circuit or fishing, yeah. bigger yeah. the bigger pictures. Fishing? Yeah. That sucks, dude. Sucks yeah. that this world is like that. It just sucks. If you're working in a PR industry right mm-hmm. now and you want to help fishing uh, for free, because I don't think we have a lot of money. We can't even get the elite guys paid. Um <laughs> Head on over to BashUniversity.com. Drop us a note. We'd love to work with you. There you have it. <laughs> we love to work with you. <laughs> I don't know. we got a lot of people watching. Maybe yep. somebody's in the PR world. We had Bailey on the other day, but he's got his own problems. He's only yep. 24 years old. We can't leverage him, you know, so well, whatever. Let me let me ask you this question because yeah. we, we were chitting, chatting about this. Uh, 
we had the Mike Long situation. Mike Long, yes. Right? We yes. got these walleye guys. Right. In the world of in the in the regular when you when you screw up, yeah, right. You go to rehab, yeah. And you come back, yeah. And it's a big story, yeah. Like you've changed and turned yourself around. Do you think these guys or guys like Mike Long, you think they can come back? I don't know. I don't know if they can come back. And and here's the reality of it, dude. I don't. I, you know, we had that. We had the tournament director on like live the other day, and we all look at the same social media posts. We can watch Good Morning America, or whatever, but. At the end of the day, we don't know them. You know what I mean? Maybe they're deep down inside. They're good dudes, and it's possible, right? You know, people make mistakes. This is this is a little extreme, but you know, man. At the end of the day, here's the thing: money makes people crazy. Money makes people absolutely crazy, and it will change. It will it make a good person bad very sure. easily. You know, I so I, you know, it's hard for me to sit here and throw stones. And it was definitely wrong. I I don't even know what the punishment should be, but. Um, they may be good dudes at their core, you know. Maybe they are. I don't know, you know. Right. No one knows. No well, one knows. But well, uh, mo- money affects things. Money affects things. Yeah, and, definitely. I think fishing is one of those things though, where it's like if you're trying to really, really deep down do it for the money, though, I don't think you're doing it for the right reasons. You're not. You're not. Maybe maybe they didn't get into it because yeah. of that, but somewhere something happened yeah. financially yeah. to their family. I, you oh, know, yeah. We don't know the you story. You never know. You know yeah. what I mean? But here's the other thing that brings up. This is a whole other show. It's probably a Night Live show, <laughs> which is, you know, the buddy concept, the team uh, concept, yeah. or the concept of fishing by yourself, I struggle with that. I did this year. I mentioned it a little bit on Ike Live the other night. It's a tough concept. And, you know, you have to put Can't things, police it. Can't police it, right? You have to put mm. things in place in those situations to stop, stop this from happening. I think if more things were in place in, in that world, it would have never happened, you know, if, and I want to, and I, you know, Greg, I'm big on this. I hate that we go out by ourselves, uh, even with the notion of Bass saying you have to run a camera, which we all do, mm-hmm. but I've never been asked for any of my footage, it, not at day one. Well, I didn't catch a fish, so that's probably why, <laughs> but um, you know what I'm saying. I, like, I want to see, I want to see the league step up and put things in place that, yeah, okay, if you can't get enough marshals, which sucks, which I don't think uh, – this is this is becoming a bass bashing session here. I don't think they're doing it right if they can't get 100 guys to come out and ride. But anyway, if you can't get a guy to be in the back of the boat, the league should have something in place to capture the day and police the day. Not Do you know us. how many volunteers Not would us. probably go on that boat? Oh, a yeah. lot of volunteers oh, yeah. just yeah. to sit there and yeah. watch. That's a whole other conversation that we need to have uh, with, with the leagues. But, but anyway. Well, I can tell you this um, – this guy, if he was with us, would be would probably be infuriated. At least I think he would, because uh, it's a really it's a really big day. There's something really big and wonderful, yeah. um, really that is going on today, which is uh, the memorial to the man, uh, Ray Scott. Ray Scott. Yeah. Um, he there. It's going on down in Montgomery, and um, and I just want to just uh, just re- have us reflect a little bit on. Um, the sport that you know his vision he had we none of us would be here we'd be doing something else agreed Um, who knows what that would be but but he uh, he had a dream a vision he loved this sport uh, and he brought it to the masses in a way that was just wonderful brought a lot of like-minded people together Mm -hmm. created a careers for for us uh, not, and and it was just amazing, just amazing life. And I'm I'm 
glad they're having this memorial. People are coming from all over the country, all over the cool world. Cool place to have it. Makes a lot of sense to have and, it. Montgomery. It's where it all started. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's where Very it cool. all started. Very cool. So let me throw it to you guys. I mean, what what is a, a memory or something meaningful that you remember about Ray Scott and how it affected you and your fishing? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first and then let yeah. Greg hit it. My my two big ones. I have one that is not a part like Ray wasn't a part of it. Uh, in person, and th- that's a bigger one probably, and the other one was uh, in person. But the big one for not being in person is just that from when I was legitimately 11, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old till, you know, till Ray got out of it, you know, as, you know, got directly out of the, the sport, uh, he was a part of it, right? So, like, all my childhood memories of tournaments – and the excitement and the energy of a weigh-in and the crowd buildup and the suspense and the, a lot of it's raised in that memory, right? So that's a huge part of it for me. And the other part of it is I was super fortunate that I got to weigh in with Ray, and I know you did. Uh, but it, it was right at the end, toward the end, when Ray was stepping out from that role uh, of a, you know, the tourna- you know, being at the tournaments. And um, I got to weigh in with him two times as a co-angler, uh, uh, you know, coming on stage, having Ray, you know, crack the jokes. And, you know, at the time I had long hair. And I remember, you know, there was a crack about the hair. And, you know, <laughs> just very Ray-esque, yes. you know. To, so just to be able to have that opportunity to weigh in with Ray there on stage was cool. So they're my, my two favorite memories. That, that, those are great memories. Uh, GDP, you were, you're a little younger than us. Man, you know, I am. But uh, one cool thing, so when I was growing up, Dude, I was probably like literally four or five when I knew I wanted to be a professional bass fisherman. Wow. Super That's young. That's awesome. Um, my grandfather, Gary Montana, who's still with us today, he's uh, 90, um, he was really big in the fishing, and he used to tape on VHS every single tournament. Oh, yeah. So when I turned like 12 or 14, he gave me all them VHS tapes, and I used to sit on his floor at his house and watch these tapes with him, and Ray was always the guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've never met Ray or have seen him in person. You know, which is yeah. crazy, but I still always had the memory of the beginning of it all. Yeah, that's that's so awesome. It, yep. it being that young now, Rich, you're you're even a little bit younger. Did you remember Ray Scott? Yeah, so I remember. I, I don't. I was young enough to where I don't remember if Ray was a part of it, but I do remember the Saturday mornings uh, Bassmaster events coming on when they were still on ESPN, and it was always like it was always a treat. You know, when when I would wake up head down and be you'd be fishing on the TV because. Yeah. I'm used to walking down. I see dad watching Sports Center, you know, the news, anything like that, um, you know. But uh, Ray was, you know, from knowing what I know now and kind of in the last five years or so, five or ten years, I've really, like, tried to, like, make myself into, like, more of, like, a, a history geek on, on fishing. Yeah. Like, I watch all the old Lynn Dollar tournaments, mm-hmm. like, all the old stuff. So, like... I know I know Ray looking back on it. You yeah. know, I never got to really experience the Ray Scott era, you know, firsthand. Yeah. But it, it's, you know, to to give to give Fisherman a platform like he did, it's just it's yeah. amazing. So. Amazing, yeah. iconic person. And, yeah. and even Jocelyn has a memory of Ray. And uh, Jocelyn loves the <laughs> tassel jean jacket. And she's trying to bring that. Her and Becky are trying to bring that style back in right now. Real quick, too, I did want to jump in and say it was, it was cool, Greg, to hear that you knew that from three or four years old. You know, yep. like for me, it was later, you know. But um, Pete had that same vision and dream as a three or four year old. But it was to have a bottle of Captain Morgan's in his hand. <laughs> it's All come right. true. All these years. Years later, I, which is exciting. I've always wanted to be a captain. 
<laughs> dream, kids, if you're watching out there, dreams do come true. <laughs> so, well, I, it, he he helped my dream come true. I'll never yeah. forget it. I'll never forget qualifying for the top 100, and I'm uh, I'm fishing and I, I'm bumping into Roland and Rick. Whoa, Hunt, crazy! And, and on the Derby day, yeah, I'm standing in line and Gary Klein's behind Whoa. me. Whoa. And David Fritz and I'm like, I cannot believe. Oh yeah, I'm it's here. Freaky. Yeah. Give me, give me chills just thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, and then putting right. those fish on the scales. Oh yeah, for Ray to call the weight, um, with you know his hat. Mm. Oh man, it was just very cool. It was, it was just. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Mr. Scott, yeah. and, and uh, yeah. thoughts and prayers out to the Scott family. Yeah. Um, and we wish we're we're all there with you right yeah. now and. Yeah. Uh, Great, great sport, and, and we're all here because of it. And yeah. and we're going to be talking to some guys that are that are crushing it in this sport right now. Uh, we've got Nick LeBrun. He's coming on. Uh, he's won two tackle warehouse pro tours. We also have Lou Manetti, who just won the college uh, shootout. Yeah, he's going to be on with us as well as Tom Lang. Going to be talking about the giant Texas bass and the Yo, freshwater. Tom. Uh, Hall of Fame inductees that's going on. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with some Bass University Live. BassBoatForSale.com is the world's premier bass boat listings business. We focus on driving premium web traffic to our main website, business Facebook page, business Instagram, and our business YouTube channel. Providing your bass boat listings the best buying traffic and top-notch exposure. Whether you need to sell your bass boat or are looking to buy a bass boat, it's simple. We give boats exposure so buyers shop and sellers list. One-time listing fee, no commission, and boats list until they sell. BassBoatForSale.com. Check it out. AquaView, the leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for. Catch more fish. Have more fun. Aquaview. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fishing rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That's are made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod. 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. From the drop shot rod to the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out there in a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I've found that can withstand my hook set. Boom, goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together. 
The One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. Welcome back to Bass University Live in the Tackle Direct Studios. Uh, glad you guys could be back with us. We got something really cool that's happening in the show. Is Cash and Rods has a brand new release uh, that's top secret, mm. and at twelve o'clock, right, Josh? 12, 12 o'clock, they're going to announce it, and we'll be able to announce it. Twelve o'clock today. Twelve o'clock today. Wow! During our show, that's and cool. we might be able to show them on the show yeah. what that release is. It's very, very that's possible. Weird. Cool, man. So, nice. Some uh, really cool stuff coming from Cash and Rod. So, awesome. uh, But we've got, uh, like I said, we got Nick LeBrun uh, coming on with us. Rich, you just point at me when you're ready to go. Hey, we are ready. We, we got a Facebook like and share contest. Josh, we kind of uh, skipped we over did. some of this stuff. Very We're good. giving away some amazing prize packs. What do we so got going So we on? have for our like and share contest, you will get a six-month Bash University subscription. You will oh, yeah. get missile baits and some Rapala lures. Outstanding. Nice. Outstanding. And some, some good stuff. This is good looking <laughs> stuff right here. We're, thro yeah. we're throwing in those lead weights that yeah, Mike those weights. <laughs> Well, he's holding some kind of weight. Yeah. Heard some weights. Some Nico got, weights there. Yeah, we got missile baits, some Rapala stuff. Demon, of course, is up there. Ike's Demon. Yeah. Excellent. Cool prize pack, man. And and you know what, guys? If you're not a subscriber to BashU, no better time than right now, BashU.tv. Um, we, we're delivering some amazing content. As a matter of fact, we're filming this week with uh, both of the guys here at the table. And uh, as well as Brian Schmidt, we're going to be we're going to be diving in deep with some Bash University lessons on the water on how to contend with 12 inches of rain mm. uh, and rising <laughs> water. Yeah, high water. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, that's what's available at BashU.tv. And, and we have an amazing annual prize pack, Jocelyn. We got the Boom Boom Swim Baits. Uh, if you subscribe as an annual subscriber and you also get a hat, you what get a hat have? and you get a face shield as well. So it's, it's, it's a boom, boom, five inch line through swim bait. Heck yeah. The deal. Shout out to boom, boom. Yeah. The line throughs are awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uncle Freddie. Yeah. And, and uh, the face shield will come in handy on days like we've had the last couple of days. Yeah. Keep the rain out of your mouth. Yeah. Out of your mouth. Out of your eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. It, you know, that works really good. I didn't realize because I don't use them that much. Oh, I'd But love when it. you have to run oh, yeah. in a spritzy rain. I keep mine under my seat. You know, the seats and the bass yeah. cat pull up. And I yeah. keep the one the seat on the left. I'll ha I have my spare prop uh, and a couple other things there. And a seat on my right, I carry my, uh, you know, like uh, insurance and my information and a little uh, – watertight box and i keep that face shield and yeah. when you're out there and on the you know if all of a sudden you know it's torrential or whatever i throw that on it's great it's awesome it feels yeah. like bullets if you don't have oh it. yeah it hurts it really sure. does yeah so all that so get subscribed as an annual member uh to bash university tv stop what you're doing do it right now and if you do that you can get get your ims through to us and jocelyn will ask your question and um that's all available to our subscribers and a lot lot and pay attention because there is the trivia question. So pay attention to these next few interviews. Mm. Yeah. 
pay we attention. Ha- exactly. We're going to be giving away some really good stuff there, too. So, uh, without any further ado, uh, we've got a champion here with us, back-to-back uh, Tackle Warehouse Tour winner uh, over there at the MLF, with Nick LeBrun, the champ. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Nick, what's up? <laughs> it's good to have you here with us, man. We um, uh, just – terrific year you're crushing it out there on tour uh and we we were just doing some searching it looks like you got a good chance to qualify for something else through the bass masters this year as well Ooh. you're on fire man Ooh. yeah thank you guys uh man it's all god i'm just a guy holding the fishing pole i don't know what's going on but it's been a good year and uh yeah, if we catch them at sam rayburn you know we'll have some decisions to make and uh you know uh these open fields are tough i mean i feel like it's hard to win an open than it is a tour event you know uh but you know uh we're sitting in uh we're only nine places at nine points out of the third position and uh in the central so i'm excited i'm excited to see what what's gonna happen good good luck we wish you the best thank you and that that's going to be at Rayburn. Uh, you that's your, that's your neck of the woods, man. I mean, uh, you got to feel good going into that derby. Yeah, I love Sam Rayburn. I live in Bossier City, Louisiana, but Rayburn is kind of my home lake. Just from before I went pro, I fished a ton of BFLs and team tournaments, and Rayburn was kind of the epicenter of this area, you know. And so to to have an event on, on Rayburn period is exciting, but to have one of this magnitude is going to be really good. And, and uh, October twentieth is going to go down. Heck yeah! Well, we're we'll going to be watching that. We're going to be sure. it's going to be televised. Yeah, so that's we'll, right. Yeah, yeah. We'll, Last open in that division. Yeah, it will be televised. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get. To, yeah. We'll, Hopefully, I'll be easy to follow, and hope you don't have to scroll down the list like you know. <laughs> yeah. five oh, there he is. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My. I was just going to say, Nick, real quick, Bossier City, you know, I have a great connection with Shreveport, Bossier City. It's for me and my career, it was literally the Red River in that area was the start of my career. So, uh, man, it's fishy yeah, down. That's it's, right. it's so fishy down there. It's just awesome. You know, I, I love it. Definitely. Hey, uh, just quick question for you. Yeah, we just had an open here and had a lot of guys asking me, was Iconelli in the jungle or the little jungle? Or where were you at in that event? So, in, uh, you're talking about in the classic that Skeet won? Where, yes. Yes. So, it, it was the Little Jungle that I fished. The in, Little Jungle. In that one. Okay. Yeah. And, I, man, I don't know. You know, that place has changed so much. Nick, you know better than I do because I haven't fished it in a little bit. But that place is a changing fishery. Uh, but it was always so cool to me because, you know, it did change. You know, and it was like when I won the Federation Nationals there in 98, it was you'd get in the backwater and it was a forest you could barely get through the trees like literally no the kid. local guys had tin cans nailed up on trees to mark you know which left or right you should make that's awesome and then i remember fishing yeah. it like five years later and there were no trees like there were giant lanes cut in the backwaters and then the next time i fished it you couldn't get in some and sandbars had changed I, I love that about a fishery. You know, the Delaware River is a lot like that. It's yeah. a changing dynamic yep. to it. Uh, it's really cool. You know? Why did the trees go away, Mike? What, yeah. what was the deal with that? Was uh, Nick, it logging? What, or Nick, what is it? It's just age, right? Age with the trees? Yeah, is that what so certain kind of trees will only last in the water for so long, right. and then they eventually just fall over and become logs. Uh, you can Google 
old pictures of Toledo Bend, and it was just solid forest except for the boat lanes. Yeah. And uh, it, it's crazy to think about, but, you know, um, Red River has changed just in, you know, 25 years. So, yeah. Uh, it, what's crazy, Mike, is practicing for that open uh, two weeks ago. I said, well, hey, there's a little cut you can run in the back way to Caspiana. I'm just going to go down there and be a lot quicker. I get down there, and there's a big mound of sand like the size of my house. And I'm like, well, can't go through there. It's crazy the way crazy. that it changes, especially since we had the floods in 15 and 16. Yeah, yeah. I hear I hear the uh, the rock jetties there sometimes overnight fall in <laughs> and, and there's rocks that they can fall. prevent you from yeah. getting that's a, yeah we're, that's a different yeah. show pete that's a night live show that's not a bad show we're staying informational here I'm not going yeah, down that road watch out for those moving rocks yeah <laughs> they're very they're very mobile they down are. there sometimes they are well my best advice for you on uh, the rayburn is right out of the gate when you make the cut down there is fall in uh, it, it'll it'll, hey, it'll yeah. take your career places you can't yeah. imagine. It'll wake you up. Hey, I'll tell you what, if, if I knew that would solidify a top ten, I'd put my goggles on, baby. <laughs> Scuba gear. Uh, Scuba gear. Send it to Nick. I, I tell you what, though, it is a tight heat. If you're you're six places out of third, and how many points is that? Not. Would you say nine? Not. Uh, well, I'm I'm, uh, I'm fifth. Position, oh, you fit. But okay. only nine points out of third. Wow. It's, is, is there is there guys close behind you? Is there any separation? Yeah, like me and Hallman are tied. You know, wow. we have the same points. And the guys in first and second, uh, Washam and Gaston, um, I believe they're tied. And they, they've got a little bit of separation. But, you know, it's uh, – you know how these opens are. I mean, anything can happen. Yeah, yeah. Well – Let's let's dive into the ones you won, man. You've uh, you won big uh, back to back on uh, really bodies of water that are dramatically different. And we we, we were talking with Rich about um, you know working with you, uh, you know on topics. And one of the things that came up that's so interesting is is mechanics. Yeah. Uh, and you yeah. value a me your mechanics in fishing. Um, really, I haven't heard anybody talk about that. So, you know, we're going to film with you on it on our seminars this year, but let's dive into it right now. Yeah. Why, why are mechanics so important? Yeah. I think it's just separating yourself from a lot of other guys out there, you know, and, and just for viewers, when you think of mechanics, you know, that we're not talking about, you know, a, cracking your cow on your Yamaha and changing your oil, right? <laughs> mechanics of... That's important, uh, too, though. Yeah, that <laughs> is important. yeah it is. Yeah. When we talk about mechanics, that's really the details of fishing. It, it goes beyond just casting out there and reeling in or, or flipping in there and shaking it and reeling it out. You know, when you dive in deep and, and kind of uh, pick up on the little nuances... I think that helps you get a few more bites, and sometimes those bites can can uh, dramat dramatically change the outcome of the event. You know, and I don't have all the answers, but you know, ne uh, next week when we film, I will be kind of talking about a few little, a few things that I've picked up on that do they work? You have to ask the fish, but in my mind, they work, and so that's what really matters to fishermen. It's just having that confidence and really believing in what you're doing because if it, if it's a if it checks a mental box 
that's that's all the validation you need. Yeah, yeah. This topic is is so interesting to me because it's yeah. so under talked about. And like uh, Greg, we yes. were in, we shared a boat the other day, and there's all these ones that are hit you and they're obvious in mm-hmm. your face, right? It's like the lure, the forward facing sonar, the you know. There's all these topics, but mechanics I think gets lost in the mix a little bit. And I'm glad we're talking about this because I think there's a, especially a lot of young younger anglers coming up that miss that part, right? And we're not talking about you know going from not catching fish to catching fish. We're talking about catching ten. Versus catching six. And I love that. I love that because right. that's, you know, man, if you're a tournament angler, obviously that's a that's a giant difference maker. But, man, if you get the fish once or twice a month, dude, you want ten, not six. Yeah. You only get out once a month. Uh, you know, so this is a great topic. Nick, flush it out a little bit with us. Are we When we say mechanics, we're talking about the whole thing, right, from the cast to rod positioning to – retrieving the lure to hook set, right? We're talking about that whole process. Yeah, and you can even throw in uh, body positioning or body language in that. Yeah. Uh, that's a huge where, – where your body is when it comes hook set time is so key. And I don't care if you're, if you're punching a mat that's 15 foot from the boat or if you just made a 120-foot cast on a ledge, your, your position – and, and your posture is so key to getting that fish in the live well. And I think a lot of people overlook that. And, um, you know, but all those things you mentioned, they've all got to kind of work together yeah. to give you the best chance of, of getting the bite and landing the bite. And, hey, sometimes you can do everything to a, a textbook A+, plus, and you're still going to lose a fish. I mean, yeah. that's just the way that it is, but – but what we're trying to do is really dial in and increase your opportunities and, and, and increase your success rate as far as a, a bite to land ratio. Yeah, that that's awesome. And as you were talking, it's funny because my mind was wandering to like in other sports. Right. You hear about this all the time, right? Yep. Like if you're watching football or baseball and you've got, you know, coaches and trainers that work with these athletes yep. nonstop. And they're working on mechanics. Yep. Yeah, you're right. But in fishing, it's like, for crying out loud, nobody I, – I haven't heard – that. I don't hear anybody I, talking about I, it. I work with guys on mechanics. You do, when right, because you, you, you guide, you train on I the teach, water. Right. When I teach so on the water. Do, right. Because you can see the red flags um, a lot of times. And, and, and that's, I'm, that's why it's wonderful we're having this conversation. But I've had uh, one, one customer in, in particular that I always remember is um, – he had all the right gear. Uh, he was getting in, into advancement. Couldn't catch him. He was not catching fish. Right. In turn, and we couldn't figure out why. Like, he was making the right decisions, the right bait choices. But when I started observing him, um, which is a key thing in, when you're training, is just to sit down and watch the guy's fish, he was missing his targets. Uh, yeah. Like, his mechanics were off. He was casting mechanics. His casting yeah. mechanics were right. completely yeah. off, and, yeah. and he was missing targets. He was landing on top of them or short. Wow. Yeah. And you can't imagine how that reduces the amount of bites that you'll get. Yeah. So, you know, I spent a, getting him to cast beyond the target. Yeah. Getting his baits to, to land properly are, are in, and the, in my mind, the pitching was the biggest one. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I see a lot of guys when they're pitching use a lot of body movements that are unnecessary. And, yeah. and then, Nick, I teach them this. Like, it's rod tip speed 
and it's about yeah. it's in your wrist. Yeah. Yeah. It's about getting rod tip speed, which is going to get you your distance, and it's going to get you your most accuracy. Yeah. Uh, There's yeah. some of the things that I teach, yeah. Nick. I like Nick. I I want to I want to bring back up the one you talked about, which I think is even less obvious, which is body positioning. Yeah. Right. Yep. You know, talk flush that out a little bit more with us because Pete to Pete's point, you could have the best rod reel, the best lure in the world, and make the right cast, but then not land that fish or not get the hook set or not retrieve that lure right based on your body positioning. Give us j just a general rundown. What is the correct body positioning? Yeah, so let's look at, like, offshore fishing. Uh, going yeah. back to my Gunnersville win, I caught a lot of the fish that week on a four-and-a-half-inch hollow body, just like a producer swim bait with a three-quarter-ounce head. And I was throwing that thing probably about 130, 140 foot, long cast. And when that thing would go down and hit the bottom in like 14 foot of water, my boat was sitting out deep in the river channel. And I noticed that you're like, I caught it squaring up with the fish. Like if, if, if I'm going to fist fight with somebody, I'm squared up with them. My chest Good is turn. facing them yeah. and, and I'm in position. And so if I, if I bomb that swim bait out there, even though I've got, you know, 20 pound line and, and an exposed hook coming out the back of the bait, I've still got to give it everything I've got and have yeah. the right position to hook that fish. Yeah. Especially with that much fluorocarbon out. I know fluorocarbon has minimal stretch, but do me a favor, like just walk out in your driveway and spool out about 130 foot of line and just, and just pull on it and, and see what kind of stretch that has. Yeah. All right. Now, and, and you're a 200-pound man doing that, okay? So imagine if it's a, a two- to six-pound fish. Yeah. And so when you square up with that fish, what you're doing is when you get that bite that's way out there, you're allowing your body and the rod to move in this type of a this type of a, a axis, okay? Yeah. Straight up will be an okay hook set to the side might get the job done but when you can set the hook at this angle kind of like that 45 over your shoulder yeah that's the ultimate range of motion yeah okay range of motion and yeah. and, and, and me i retrieve my bait caster with my left hand and i've got the rod in my my powerful dominant right hand at all times so people will look at me and say oh well, you, are you left-handed no, I'm right-handed, but I want to set the hook and make that long cast with my most powerful hand. Yeah. And so being in that position, when I get that bite that's way out there, if my chest is facing, is facing my lure, like I, I'm in the ultimate position, I'm ready. Yeah. Now, if I'm retrieving and I'm like, like this and my rod's kind of out here, you know, and I'm talking to my cameraman. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, or, you're out or, of position. Or, yeah, it's true or, though. Or, or, or yeah. answering a question that a yeah. Marshall has. Like, yeah, I'm gonna miss that bite. Yeah, but it's... but if I'm like this, yeah, three o'clock. You know, and, and like I never leave that position. Right. I mean, that's going to increase those odds in my favor. And yeah. so, it, to me, it doesn't matter what kind of technique, deep or shallow. 
your chest always wants to be facing your lure or facing the fish. Yeah. Does that I, make sense? It does. I love that. And yeah. and the, use the word squared up. I think that's a perfect yeah. term to what we're, you know, yeah. mentally I was thinking about that. It's a perfect term. And you just – A lot of – I add this too. Yeah. A, a lot of the times, especially on the final day at Gunnersville, when I had the school fired up, I would bomb out there. And while that bait was sinking – I was like getting my feet planted, like, right. you know, yeah, right. <laughs> getting ready. I like it. I'm yeah. Going to go again, yeah. And I'm anticipating that bite. Right. You know? awesome. And you're not going to get bit every cast, but I think having the mindset of, of never being surprised by a bite, because if I look yes. in, in yeah. my career, all the fish that I lose, normally I'm not expecting the bite. Right. I'm like, oh, that, that was yeah. one right there. Yeah. And and that, that and that was a fail because I should have been anticipating that bite. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, you said it half kiddingly about the camera guy, and we're, not, we're all not going to have camera people on the boat with us, but I think that happens a lot, it right? Does. You're talking about an eight-hour day in a tournament or a 10- or 12-hour day fun fishing. You can lose Dude, focus. it's so easy. There's yeah. a million things right. going on in the world. Now yeah. they're telling you to try to look at your active target every second, yeah. and, uh, and you've got a bird that flies past. Oh, a bird. <laughs> you know. Uh, and my yeah. son's out playing soccer, and he's all of a sudden playing in the grass. This is when he was younger. He's just, you know, oh, there's look grass. Fuzzy. Yeah. Cool. There's all those distractions that happened. Um, you got to expect how, that bite. Yeah, you got to expect that bite on every yep. cast. How do so? We got people listening and watching right now. Are like, oh man, this is a great concept, but I'm, I'm, I lose focus. How do they get better at what you're talking about? How do they, how do they learn to always stay squared up and ready? Is there, is there a technique or how, how did you do it? Well, to me, it's a mindset. So when I, when I'm having a tough day and a grind like Red River, okay, or somewhere where you're not going to get a lot of bites you've kind of got to train your mind to think there, there's a five pounder standing at my lure right now. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Or, or this, this hole in this mat has the fish to make the cut. If, if right here hmm. now, the problem is when you go for four hours without a bite, that wears you down and, and it's, yeah. it's like, a, a, yeah. it stresses you out. Cause like, okay, no, this is it. This is going to be the bite. Yeah. And four hours later, you hadn't got bit. And, and I think what separates the men from the boys is, is keeping that mindset until you put the boat on the trailer. Yeah. And, guys, that's hard to do, you know. Yeah, and, and I don't do the greatest job at that sometimes. But but having that will to want to be like that and, and have that mindset, I think that's going to make you more successful. Yeah, I agree. Good and, yeah. and I love the, the – the, the cross body range of motion. I've yeah. I've taught guys and, and I've been caught and trapped in this where you I call it setting to the weak side. Like you you got the bite and you're setting there's nowhere for you to go. Yeah. Like you cannot pressure the fish right. near as much. Mm. Whereas if you're coming here you can rotate your torso just that yeah. simple you're moving so much more line. Yeah. And the just like the range of motion. What a great term. Uh, to to explain it, Nick, and it, it just allows you to keep yeah. the pressure, but stay yeah. off of that weak side, yep. yeah. guys. Yeah, uh, Jocelyn, uh, I know we've got some IMs over there. Let's uh, send one over to Nick. We do. So, um, Team No Fish wants to know what made you throw a dark color buzz bait instead of a light color one on the James when the sun was out. He was always told that the opposite light of sun, so dark, dark cloudy. That's a good. Um, que that's a good question because I've I've heard that. Old wives' tale too. Yes, it's a good question. Yeah, so I, I'm trying to recall. Um, I think 
I think, um, yeah, I did. I had like a four pounder on day one down in uh, Gray's Creek on a buzz bait. It was black, and uh, I didn't know they made white buzz baits. But to me, it's a confidence thing, you know. Um, I, I think I think of throwing white when it's you know really really like muddy water. Um, but to me, black like like uh like black and especially a gold blade i mean that just it's a confidence thing for me um i'm the same way with a plopper i'll throw a white sometimes but if i'm going to try a plopper you know on an ozark style lake i'm going to go to black first right i don't know why i mean there's nothing out there swimming that looks that black but it looks good in the mouth of a six pounder. And that's what I always go back to. Yeah, I like yeah. it, Pete. I know you're a big advocate of black, and I am too. I am I, too. I, I, I think you you've said it before. I think the silhouette I aspect agree. of it, yeah. right, where they can't get a really good look at it, right? right? They have buzz baits coming over, and man, they hear it and it sounds like a shad or a bluegill, something trying to get away, and they go up to investigate and they can't really see it. They just yeah. see the commotion. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think that's important sometimes we're yeah. starting to yeah. see that in crankbaits a little bit now yeah too oh yeah, yeah. the, the yeah. dark yeah. colored crankbaits yeah they're they're popular and and to uh, the one uh, another i try to we're trying to explain this yeah but i've always you know if you look at just about any bait fish crawfish uh bluegill the, the shad they there's black there is elements of black there's elements yeah. of black in right. every yeah. one of those yeah. things so yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe that's a team it. no fish i'd love to give you some big scientific in-depth yeah. answer but sometimes <laughs> with pro anglers it's like hey uh mike what made you go into that one creek and yeah. and how did you know the winning fish would be in there you're like i don't know i just went in there and it yeah. looked good yeah you know? yeah and, usually uh, usually so, for me it's if i smell the smell of pizza Coming out of a creek, I venture in. <laughs> there must be a pizzeria yeah. up there. I'm hungry. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think there's one thing we need to add to this too, real quick. Um, I think in fishing, let's face it, controlled variables are very low. Yeah. You know, as far as what you can do, yeah, and, and right. more or less what he's saying is, if you told me I can go out and practice every day and I'll get better at controlling my positioning, I'll get better at my casting as far as silence, you know, hitting the water, I'm gonna do it. Because in fishing, I mean, there ain't many things you can do to control it. That that bass right. bites it and goes left, goes right, comes at you. You can't control that. Mm, right. You know, but if you can square up like he's saying, and you can mm. control how your hook set's going to follow through. Yeah, I love that. Control what you're thinking that's about. That's big. Yeah. That's huge. Control what you can control. Yeah. Seriously. Right. And, and that's going to help your mental health overall because if I know that, that I'm checking all these boxes and, you know, I've got, uh, you know, sharp hooks and I'm, my posture squared up my line's good and i made the right cast and all of these things are checked and and i still lose a fish well, that helps me just move on to the next yeah. bite I, i'm yeah. not dwelling on yeah i knew yeah. i shouldn't have set the hook to the side like that yeah. Or, yeah. or man that that high boost of tbl was seven months old i should have changed it by now or, yeah. or whatever you right. know yeah. So if you check all those boxes, I mean, what else can you do? Yeah, that's what you can. Yeah, you're yeah. exactly right. You know what? I'm sorry, Greg. Let's say, even thinking about it, if you're if you're let's say you're going down a bank, and if you're right-handed or left-handed, that'll change your approach to me. Like for example, I'm right-handed. If I'm going down a bank this way and I'm throwing a buzz bait, I want to set like he's saying. I want to I want to cast on the left side right. of the bank and set this way yeah. for me. Yeah, you yeah. know, and that's how I approach 
pretty much. And a lot of times it can be even with yeah. the wind a little bit because I know I'm going to square my, you know, hook set position yeah. perfect. That's crazy. That's a whole other subtopic. It is. Right? Like, it really like is. Like the approach. The yep. approach of the cover. The approach yeah. and how – we should write a note about this because this is, this is trick right yep. here. But Nick, you're covering this next Yeah, week. you might have – we might throw <laughs> this at you, Nick. Uh, but the approach in relation to your Correct. mechanics, I yep. think, is – no, I've never really heard that talked about before. That's it, because you, you know, you look at a piece of habitat, you're like, okay, if I get a bite, yeah, you yep. gotta, you, okay, you have to visualize. You gotta yeah. visualize if if I yeah. actually get a bite here, what am I gonna do with it? You right. know, so you gotta try right. to approach it that right. way. And I was really this year. I was able to approach cover anyway because I knew I wasn't going <laughs> to catch. So I just, I, you know, it didn't matter. I could go in backwards. You know? <laughs> it worked pretty good. But I want to, uh, I want to ask this question, Nick, because uh, I, I used a butt seat at the the Chesapeake, yeah. and I don't like to. Uh, because I feel like it gets in the way of my mechanics. And the way you, it gets and, in the way of you falling. Yeah, yes. falling in the water. Well, yeah. in that, that case, obvious. it was yeah. good. To, but I, I chose it because where I was fishing was exposed to the boat traffic, and, and we were getting confused waves, and mm, yeah. I was having a hard time yeah. being able to keep my boat positioned where, at times. So I put it there, uh, and I used it. But I always try not to use it. Do you? How, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah, you'll never see a seat in my boat unless I'm like, you know, St. Lawrence River or, mm -hmm. you know, Great Lakes somewhere, and, and I know it's going to be rough. And and that's really just kind of for safety. But any other time, it's going to be no seat. And, and to me, it's more of a mental thing because I feel like if I'm sitting down, I'm not in the game. I'm not as sharp. I, I'm not uh, – my, my my posture is not where it needs to be you know um i i know some guys around here that use a seed and 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 crush them you know and yeah. and uh and catch big fish and and it but, but it's a personal choice uh for me if you see me uh leaning on a seat on raver on a slick day then then i've got like kidney stones and and uh, <laughs> my, i got bone spurs or something something's wrong yeah 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 yeah, Just, it, 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 yeah. I, I, I find that it shortened you you can't step back yeah you know you gotta and that's the other thing is if you are going to use it you got to plan for what happens if you do get a bite yeah um you know yeah. it's a big deal yeah. jocelyn we do um so in the fall season with temps changing, what baits would you go to? Oh, fall fall baits. That's a good question. Come, you're going to yeah. be Fall's making here. that adjustment at Rayburn here yeah. shortly. Yeah. yeah, I've got one right here in the day box. Um, How long is that boat? That camera <laughs> angle, the boat looks like it's a 30-foot-long boat. That's awesome. <laughs> so, like, obviously, like, Different lakes are going to be different, but I think one thing that's consistent and one thing that you guys will agree with is generally shad are smaller. Uh, yeah. Fish are shad related. It's kind of a transition time. Uh, this is a little search bait that, that I use a lot. Uh, this is just a quarter ounce Bill Lewis trap. Old school. Wow. Old it's school. Not rocket, yeah, it's not rocket science. Yeah. It's, this is something that works, but when that bite's tough and the, and the the shad just really aren't up there in the backs of the creek yet and they're they're still kind of transitioned 
Uh, this little bait right here will catch them. Uh, I catch them on this all over the country. We don't get a lot of fall events uh, nationwide for me, but but like there's always a Toyota series or an open around here. And this little dude here is always a player. Um, another thing I might would go to is maybe downsizing a bladed jig instead of throwing that three eighths or, or instead of throwing that half, go to a three eighths, maybe a little bit smaller trailer. Um, yeah. but, yeah. but really it's just about matching the hatch, you know, I mean, I, I can't wait until they get on that big, you know, five or six cent swim bait or, or, uh, that mag draft or whatever you want to catch them on. But when it's not time, it's not time. Yeah. And it's, you got to kind of downsize. And so whatever that looks like for you, um, it's, it's just kind of depend on lake by lake. But to me, Sam Raven, Toledo Bend, Caddo Lake, they're going to be on those smaller thread fin shad until like you have some major fronts and then the big gizzards are up on the bank. Right. And at that point, it's fun. But yeah. until you get to that point, you got to downsize. Yeah. Quarter ounce trap. Yeah, yeah. I, they're it's cool. They're both great tips. You know, I mean, yeah. I know in the fall, bait the bait is the most important thing. Mm. If you're down south, it's all shad. If you're up here, it could be herring. I've seen the bait change, but it's always bait's always the key. Yep. And I love about the, the the tip about going smaller because I've seen that. It's funny, Nick. You pulled out the quarter ounce rattle trap, and man, that thing. Since I was young, yeah. that thing in the fall has been a player. A quarter ounce chrome. Blue back, chrome black back rattle yeah. trap. How long, Pete? Forever. Forever. Uh, and I'm sitting there wondering why one of us wasn't throwing that in the, in the Chesapeake I don't tournament. have no idea. Those we forgot shad, about it. Those shad were already starting yeah. to gang up. We forgot they about it. They were just starting yeah. to get going. Yeah. But great, I mean, great. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, there's an <laughs> right. yeah, old-timer down at, you know, Toledo Bend right now saying that I had 28 on that back in 72. <laughs> <laughs> It just works. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, well, Nick, I want to thank you uh, for joining us uh, today. And we're really excited to work with you at Bash yeah. University yeah, stoked, next yeah. week. So uh, yeah. I appreciate that. And uh, thanks for being mm -hmm. here. And, and really good luck next, uh, what is it, next week? No, two weeks Yeah. on Rayburn. October 20th is the Bass Open. A couple weeks. And uh, thank you guys for having me. I mean, it's an honor to be on here. Uh, man, this year has – has been wild and it's been a blessing and uh to be on your show is is uh is very special to me it's awesome we appreciate it nick and and best of luck man hope you hope you qualify then you then you have a, a good tough decision i'd rather have a good yeah. tough decision than no decision at all so wish yeah, you wish right. you luck so, yeah wish you a lot of luck exactly all right everybody all right. the champ nick LeBrun, you thank you we'll see you next week thanks man yeah, that was that was great. That's man. tricky stuff, dude. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's next level stuff. I, I love it. I'm, I came in on the right show. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad I came in on this because <laughs> that's tricky, tricky stuff. And I, I, I mean, I was just gonna say real quick for guys watching and listening, that's not it. Like when we get him, uh, I, I have a note here about he's gonna be talking. Nick's gonna be talking about grip tightness and just how your grip on the reel can affect what the bait does, dude. That's I mean, the one that made my ears. Dude, jump, that's like, devastating. That. Crazy. Yeah. Like nobody's talking about that. So yeah. so tune in. Keep keep your eye on on this stuff we're doing next. It's gonna be good, man. Yeah. That that square up and body positioning and like range of motion. That's so so big freaking these true. Are, I, big key these are Greg said it. These are things that we can work on yep. and yeah. control. Yeah. Approaching approaching how you, know? you approach the cover based on your mechanic based on your body. Yep. Yeah. Key. 
So it much is. big stuff, dude. So much is out of our control. So, yeah. uh, yep. but, um, hey, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Yep. yep. And uh, we're going to be coming back. Uh, we've got Tom Lang from Texas Parks and Wildlife. Tom. And Lou Minetti's going to be joining us fresh off his college <laughs> bracket <laughs> win. Is it like that or is it like that? I don't know what it is. I don't know. Oh, Joss is. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know what we're the talking all-seeing about. The all-seeing eye. Lou! <laughs> 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 all right, guys. We'll be right back after this. BassBoatForSale.com is the world's premier bass boat listings business. We focus on driving premium web traffic to our main website, business Facebook page, business Instagram, and our business YouTube channel, providing your bass boat listings the best buying traffic and top-notch exposure. Whether you need to sell your bass boat or are looking to buy a bass boat, it's simple. We give boats exposure so buyers shop and sellers list. One-time listing fee, no commission, and boats list until they sell. BassBoatForSale.com. Check it out. AquaView, the leader in underwater viewing technology. Find what you are looking for, catch more fish, have more fun. Aquaview. Seeing is believing. Why do you love catching fishing rods? I'm truly losing less fish. Is the sensitivity of the rod. That's are made right here in North Carolina in the USA. Strongest, lightest rod, 100% made here in Sanford, North Carolina. The drop shot rod, the flipping stick. Every rod has a purpose to it, and I rely on them all the time when I'm out doing a tournament. Durability in the John Cruz Worming Series, the counterbalancing in the handle. It's the only rod I've found that can withstand my hook set. Boom, goes the dynamite. On the water, not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together, the One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. <laughs> 